Yeah, we can do. I'm happy to do the quotes of the week. We're recording, I think. I don't know. That's probably not a good way to start. Um, whatever. Happy New Year and welcome back to Waterpolo Fit 2021 edition. Uh, Jimmy, welcome back. Mate, thanks for having me, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And, Merry um, Christmas. How good's first day of the um, first game of the season? That's what it feels like. A little bit excited. Very excited, but you're never in for a, a big performance. You definitely, we're definitely going to be ironing out the kinks today, that's for sure. Well, from the start, I forgot how to use this thing, so that's not a good start. Let's just hope we're recording. I don't want to have to do it again. Oh, well, let me check. Recording. We're on. We're on. Definitely recording. Uh, this is weird flag thing on the um, machine. I don't know what it means. I don't think I've seen it before. But we'll just play on. We'll play on. We'll um, go with that. What's beginning on, Jimmy? What's uh, We finished up in December. Finished up in December, um, back into back into work, back into the grind now. And look, for a lot of people, it hasn't started great this year. It feels like a bit of an ordinary start to the year. Well, uh, yeah, for I guess uh, non New South Wales, uh, non Australian listeners, uh, we as a country we've been uh, dealing well with uh, Rona, uh, but we had a bit of an outbreak. Just before Christmas, which definitely drained a lot of people's stoke, drained a tank, and uh, they had to uh, stay at home. A lot of people had to cancel their holidays. It wasn't even, ideal. Even rain aside, just the weather hasn't been great. It hasn't yeah. felt like a summer holiday. So people are coming back and they're not having sun kissed. They haven't been at the beach all holidays and it didn't, didn't feel like a summer holiday. And weather is amazing right now. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Awesome, yeah. Law. Uh, what have you been up to, Jimmy? Uh, give us a rundown of your holidays. You had four weeks off? Uh, about two, two and a half, two and a half, three oh, weeks. A um, lot way, of time, lot of time with the family, which was um, yeah, great to spend time with them, but um, also just would have been good to get out and about a little bit. Um, but I think everyone's kind of feeling the same, so um, lucky to spend time with the family. Uh, what else did you do? Did you? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm reading the show notes. Uh, it seems like you want to talk about a couple of books you read. Oh, look, there's just a few things that uh, that, I, that I read over a little break that I was pretty excited about. Um, before before we broke up, we started talking about Seth Godin's new book, The yeah. Practice, um, shipping creative work. And I think there's a lot of elements from, and that's talking about creative um, creative work. But I think there's a lot of parallels that we can pull from that. Into into training, into the way that you you play, into the way that you train, into the way you perform. So, a couple of things. So, the f- the first of all, the book, the idea of the book is that it'll inspire artists, writers, entrepreneurs, um, and encourage them to stretch and commit to putting their best work out in the world. Like a lot of, a lot of the time last year, we talked about not just turning up, turning up with a purpose, yep. and uh, not just putting something on the table because oh, it's my job to do something. Actually putting your best work down every time you do it. If you're going to do something, do it properly. Um, and look, creative work doesn't come with a guarantee, um, nor does nor does training. It doesn't guarantee that you're going to to make a team. It doesn't guarantee that you're going to hit the benchmarks, the final outcome that you want to. But there is a pattern um, to who succeeds and who doesn't. Um, and engaging in that consistent practice of its pursuit is the best way to go forward which then talks a lot about the process versus the result. 
So we've talked a lot about get your process right. Don't worry about the result. Don't need to be result-focused. Work. Sorry, you, you don't need to be outcome-focused. Start working through your process. Make sure you get your process right, and then the outcome will look after itself. And if it doesn't, you've still gone down a path and you're still working on that process and defining that. So good processes repeated over time lead to good outcomes more often than lazy processes do. A um, couple of things. Yep. First, I always uh, mix Seth Godin with a creator of our Family Guy. Seth Rogen. I always mix those two up. Secondly, I'm just, uh, your notes are way bigger than mine. As in, mine seem to be very uh, simple and yours seems to be very... uh, I had a little bit more to say. No, all good. Um, And Um, last point, uh, confession to make. I actually started listening to the audio version of the Seth Godin book, The Practice Shipping Creative work. You gotta be careful how you pronounce that. You do indeed. Uh, and one of the things to, to kind of, I guess, um, echo what you just said. Uh, one of the things that I really enjoyed, and I think it's the start of the book, um, talks about learning how to juggle and focusing on about how you throw the ball. It's about how you throw yeah. it, not how you catch it. Yeah, not going straight to three balls, but actually focusing on dropping the ball. And yep. if you learn how you can drop the ball, then uh, then you can um, you know add a process, and it's that process how to learn how to juggle and. Yeah, just to echo what you said, it, it really relates to the water polo. Sometimes we want to go straight to those bar ends or straight to those, um, you know, fancy things we see on YouTube. But, you know, that there's a bit of a process. And one thing that Seth Godin does well, uh, I think he just looks at us from slightly different lens. And mm. to relate it to water polo, I remember we, at every training, every coach you have, uh, they always focus on the perfect passes, um, at training, so it's always you know they're always on to you about throwing a perfect pass, but you know good passes on legs, which is fine. It's good. It's, you got to practice the high level skills, but not I many often we practice how to catch a bad pass. Um, so that was another point that I want to raise of his. It's desirable difficulty, right? Yeah. So desirable difficulty is actually required for us to upskill and move to another level. So we can sit here two meters apart and throw a hundred perfect passes. Right, and you get into that the the routine of just going back and forward, but make that harder. Challenge yourself. Throw in variables to it. Um, try practicing that hard pass and keep pushing yourself to find that desirable difficulty because that's how you actually improve and that's how you get better. I remember uh, Wayne Miranda when he coached us. He made us shoot essentially at each other, but you had to try to catch it. Mm. And the trick was to kind of like tap it, take the pace of it and catch it and what ended up it was kind of a bit scary at the start but the two outcomes that came out of it one you were looking at the ball the whole time so then actually if someone was shooting at you a blocking improved and two you're passing because when, when people started throwing normal passes it was easy peasy the other thing they did with us was when you're passing in a circle he threw in different types of balls. Yeah, water So tree. you'd be having your water polo your standard water polo ball then you'd throw in a, a smaller ball and you'd throw in, uh, at some stage, you'd throw in a golf ball. Yeah. So you'd be passing, even in a football, like different shaped pa- balls as you pass around. So you get used to that, the difference. And Ver- variability, which I'll yeah. talk about later anyway. And and, uh, and for listeners, the drill we used to do, just just good drill because it was just funny as well. Like we'll be in a big circle and as James mentioned, you know, we'll just pass clockwise with one ball and, you know, you're only like half a metre away, whatever, but then he'll say, yell out, change direction, past every second person, every third person. 
then a ball will come in and all of a sudden you have to react and listen and it was you know I mean, it was a lot of laughs but it definitely um worked on your uh situational awareness um and just kind of the tactile and auditory in the same time so a bit of a non-traditional water polo drill that i enjoyed and i think it's very valuable and the last point of his that I want to sort of bring up was um, he talked about the difference between good and great competitors, right? And there's two key differences between great competitors and good ones. Only two. What do you reckon? Um, and don't read the notes I've written in front of you. I, well, my notes got nothing on it, so <laughs> no worry about it. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know. Skill and attitude. Ah, there are two things. Skill and attitude. That's what it comes down to. So there are certain attributes that you need um, to do better than than an average um, player, um, but you just got to bring a good attitude to it. And the ones that that are significantly different, they bring a different attitude to their training. They bring a different attitude to the way they play. Um, they find delight in the parts that other athletes avoid doing. Yeah. They don't just go the easy route. They find those desirable desirably difficult moments and difficult training sessions to really push them and i'll one of our i think it's we're gonna have some quotes in this episode but i'm gonna shot one early and, and thing actually was the team quote when we played again sorry for listeners to just talk about us but it was our attitudes contagious is your one worth catching and it was something we used to repeat because you know you might have had a crap day you might be in a worse mood you might don't want to be there training at all but you showing up it only takes one person to ruin everyone else's energy. So, you know, have your little, you know, sulky, sad face. But as soon as you walk into the into the pool or gym, you got to lift, leave your baggage at the front door. Yep. And it's that belief in possibility and the support of the culture around us. Yeah, so, um, any other books, Jimmy, since you've got a notes here? <laughs> <laughs> did read a couple of others, but I won't go into those. The one that I – something I actually came across this morning was um, Mark Boris. Okay, right. for overseas listeners and even some local listeners, who the hell is Mark? Uh, incredibly successful entrepreneur. Um, yep. Has had a number of really successful finance companies. Um, is also well known as the mentor on TV. Uh, Yellow Fin Brick Road. Is Yellow that one of his yeah, yeah, yeah. Wizard Finance as well. Yeah. Um, also the backer of the Wizards water polo team. Really? Yeah. yeah. He throws the hands. I've seen him. Uh, he throws the hands pretty well. He does a bit of boxing. He's a big uh, fighting fan. Yeah. He's supported a lot of uh, uh, local UFC fighters and behind the scenes, a lot of local fighters, which is cool. Anyway, sorry, I'm butting in. So, um, look, at the end of last year, we talked a lot about goal setting, talking about sort of refresh coming into the new year. Um, and, and I think another point that I wanted to make on when you're planning for the new year, it's not necessarily a reset. I don't think you need to forget everything you've done the year before. Mm. It's revising what you're doing. And it's about pivoting and moving along with as you change and as you move forward. But thinking about that, his line is, now, sorry for some of our listeners, but... It's audit your bullshit. Mm. And we all sprout bullshit. And oh. quite often, the one, the person we bullshit most to is ourselves. Yeah. Um, so, and don't, I don't think any of our listeners, no one's different, you know, and, and he doesn't talk about what he is talking about is the little lies that you tell to yourself, the little lies that you tell to others. Um, they're innocent, but, but they're not true. Um, and they, they can portray you as someone you're not, as someone you'd probably rather be. And he's saying, look, audit that bullshit out 
and be who you want to be. Don't just say that, oh, I'm gonna, oh I want to get fitter. Okay, so what are you going to do? Mm. Not just I'm going to go to the gym occasionally. No, I'm going to go for a half-hour run each day. Actually make yourself accountable for it and take out that, um, those little lies that you tell yourself. And classing on that as well, you hear a lot of successful athletes talk about it. It's like don't lie to yourself. Um, if you say you're going to go to the gym, go. And if you can't make it, well, don't say you're going to go. It's totally okay. You know, like it's, it's, it's you know, if you're feeling flat, you're feeling low, maybe skip it. However, don't lie to yourself because those lies will add up and they can lead to um, a bit of a deep hole when it comes to motivation. Motivation. Motivation, true. Um, we had some pretty good feedback at the end of last year. A um, couple of good frothers following on what we're doing and uh, really making an effort to try and impart some of the things that, um, that you've been spruiking into their training sessions. So it was nice to get some of that feedback. Yeah. Um, you talking to the microphone. That's, uh, I'm getting better. You got me a nah, good microphone. You finally actually turned my volume up. I think it's great. The sound looks good. I mean, it looks good. It's good. Sounds yeah, good. Sounds good too. Yeah. Um, so that feedback was good. Um, but last week we had a good catch up with the Total Water Polo crew. Oh yeah, a uh, bit of a zoomy zoom. Zoomy zoom, and it um, so look if stars align, there might be the Marin Lazic series of water polo <laughs> costumes. <laughs> we wouldn't do that to them. They'll. That would be like, uh, you know, in The Simpsons, when home I got to design, design is car. a car yeah, and a company yeah, went yeah, bankrupt. Yeah. We wouldn't do that yeah. to Total Water Polo. What would you put on your togs? So, like, so far they've got the Felipe Peroni and yeah. they've got, um, was it Danish Varga? Varga, yeah. So, they've got those two. And then the third one in the series is going to be the Marin Lazic pair. Um, I would um, I would have, like, pockets, um, all functional stuff. And... The a lot tag. of goalkeepers have got pockets on theirs, don't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some yeah. of the goalkeepers yeah. definitely have a pockets in the yeah. cozies. Um, yeah, and my, I think my tagline would be pretty simple: uh, just cover. <laughs> <laughs> my shot, just cover. Uh, um, what are your fa- What are your favourite togs? Um, ah, good question. Uh, okay, uh, look. Probably more for emotional connection. Uh, I like the Balmain uh, Tigers uh, old school Spanx. Yep. Uh, it had a big Spanx. The brand was Spanx. And it just just good times. Uh, but I liked that. Uh, remember there was a stage back in the day, um, sort of early 2000s, when rubbers were... Yeah, yep. Or was like it 2000? It was actually before our time. Oh, yeah, not really. Not big, big through the 90s. 90s, yeah. Big through the 90s. And then... Um, so uh-huh. w- what are rubbers? Just so that uh, again for our American audience who might be thinking it's something different. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, uh, to stop wearing uh, two pairs of cosies or to stop your cosies um, rip, uh, companies such as Arena. Um, there was a company starting with D. Diana. Diana. Yeah. Um, those are only two, weren't they? I'm sure there are others. But anyway, the they came out with like a, just because it's made out of rubber. So you literally could not rip them. You couldn't grab them. But there was a bit of a design um, uh, fault in them. Uh, one being if the sizing is not right, they fill up with water and it just, <laughs> it <laughs> it just can't. Balloons. Yeah, it just can't swim. Yeah. And I know some of them had like a little gap between your uh, cheeks, but they just... It didn't work. They look... Um, look like giant nappies. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You had a white pair, I think. You have a uh, white pair? I look good with a tan. Yeah, you look, look, yeah, you used to rock them pretty well. Didn't um, need them, but wore them. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that was. I remember those. That, that, those were kind of like my favourites. And uh, what are yours, mate? When I was a, when I was a young kid, I loved Arena. Arena. Was remember the sweet. Arena ones? They had like the Arena ticks up the sides. The sides, yeah. They were my favourites when we were young, and then when Turbo first came on, oh they yeah, were the Mickey the Mouse. Remember the ones, that, the numbers on them? Yeah, they were the originals, weren't they? Yeah, they were um, the originals. Remember when Gavin Woods was a poster boy? Yeah, right? we went over, I um, had a training camp over in Spain, yeah. and there's these giant billboards of Gav Woods everywhere. Oh, the Woodsy. Yeah. And who else was there? Who else was there model? They had a couple of... Perez. Perez? Woodsy? Um, Perez. And someone else? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that tubo was the real big thing, I remember that. Yeah, that's right. Everyone wanted a pair of tubos. Uh, and then we kind of progressed to sort of more custom designs. Didn't mm. we? Uh, you can put your logos, branding, uh, which seems to be on trend. Yeah. Uh, what would your design be? What would you put on yours if you had to design? I'm pretty simple, you know, probably. Jimmy Fowles in line. Yeah, probably just all black. All blacks. Yeah, real custom there. <laughs> <laughs> a bit cheap for them. Yeah, I don't think anyone would be buying them, so... Good um good profit margins for them. And it'll be good. Nice. So, Marin, what have we got planned for this year? Uh well this year I thought we'll we'll get serious. All right. I, I think it's time to grow up, James. Alright, so for the last twenty minutes we haven't, so let's start now. Time to grow up. So yeah. I guess uh this year, um we already got some exciting guests in the pipeline, uh, which I'm excited to share. Um and they're not cert- not necessarily guests that are directly connected to water polo world. Uh, they're people that we kind of approach that we can value as athletes, as coaches, as fans of the game, and they're experts in their field, right? They're definitely experts in yeah. the field. Um, and on that, like, if you would like us to approach someone to get on a pod to have a chat, uh, send us a DM or email. Uh, we'll try to get them on. Um. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, like I, I think we we sort of had a bit of a catch up during the holidays to see where we want to take this, and it was very exciting. Uh, and we sort of uh, agreed that we should probably, you know, uh, break it down into uh, you know useful things like stress, emotions, sleep, recovery, nutrition, and programming or exercise. So um, we'll kind of uh, try to give people value on that. Um, and did you want to give a little top line on why each of those four big categories, or did you want to? Yeah. Um, like, so it's stress. Like, well, yeah. So why, why is that a big category for us? Why do we want to focus? Yeah, on Yeah. So if listeners can picture this, and we can maybe uh, on a gram put a little um, image on it. Um, uh, picture like a, a triangle or pyramid. Um, the the bottom, the very bottom of a pyramid is stress and emotions. And the second level up is sleep and recovery, then nutrition and exercise. Exercise um, is the real peak. The, the real point. peak, the real small part of the pyramid. Yep. Now, traditionally, we do it the other way around. We go with exercise is usually the big part. Yep. Then we kind of, you know, probably nutrition next, then stress. Sorry, then re- recovery. And then we sort of touch on emotion, stress, anxiety, depressions, and all the rest of it. So why are we flipping it? So we're flipping it because... Realistically, if you're, for example, if you are really stressed out and not to get too deep, but it's, we should talk about it. Like, you know, if you're suffering from anxiety, depression, if you can constantly fight a flight, well, doesn't matter what you do at the top, um, your body's not going to adapt, you know, you're not going to sleep, 
You're not going to digest your food. And then all the hours and all the training you put in is almost gone to waste because your body is under constant stress, uh, anxiety, and, and, and you're essentially putting yourself in a deep hole. Now, traditionally, um, you know, when people are uh, feeling not so great, we usually used to go, well, you just got to train harder. And I was guilty of that playing. Like, you know, if I'm a bit clouded or I'm not just not, you know, in a bit of a hole, I used to go, well, I just got to train harder and I'll, I'll, I'll get back into it. Which, in hindsight, you're just putting more stress to your body. Um, and you're actually just making it harder. And I'm not sure if you remember, James, um, when we played, uh, I, I got like glandular fever, like really bad. And mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know I had it. I just thought I was a little bit sick, a bit off. Yeah. And I remember like how it first started, yeah. I was swimming really well. Like I was really going good and training. I was coming close to the finals and I just going, started going backwards. Um, and I didn't know what was going on, and then I was just keep getting sick. So I was training harder because I was like, oh, I'm getting slower. Finals coming, so I pushed it harder. Gym, I was harder. Everything, I, I almost had, a, I was training harder than I did in um, off-season, but I was just getting sick. Like, and I remember one tour, I, I was roaming, you, you had to get me like um, the strap soles, and I couldn't swallow my food. I was really in a bad way, and I didn't know. I just, I just thought I was being soft. So I guess this part of this podcast is to also share experiences, learn from our mistakes. Um, so that's why we want to touch on this and we want to address stress um, and emotions. Like it, it doesn't have to be negative as well. Like, you know, it could be just, you know, your emotions are inconsistent. Uh, you, you, you're too stoked all the time and then you're too, you know, sad and um, or potentially you get too nervous for the games or too nervous, you get, you know, performance anxiety and we want to sort of address that. And it's managing that energy, isn't it? Like yeah. Sometimes you can use like, – stress can be used for a positive. Stress can totally. be used to build that flight of, the, well, the flight or fight mentality. And well, really in real simple terms, a little bit of stress is really good. We actually need mm. a little bit of stress. But too much is bad. Um, yeah, and, over, and if that stress is over a constant period, yeah. it drains you and you lose that – you lose the energy. So in our pyramid, and sorry for listeners because you might not have a visual, but if you're, again, uh, imagine this pyramid, we have stress or emotions down the bottom. The next up is sleep. Now, um, if you're stressed and anxious, which I'm, I'm sure 99% of people experience, you don't sleep. Um, so you, again, going back, you need to address your stress so you can get a good night's sleep. If you don't sleep, well, you don't recover. Um, uh, from last year, we spoke about REM sleep and uh, deep sleep. Uh, deep sleep or slow wave sleep is where you produce eighty percent of your human growth hormone. Well, if you're not hitting that, you're not recovering. You know, so and then nutrition. Um, again, if you're not hitting the bottom two, well, it doesn't matter if you're eating the healthiest foods. You might find you're not losing weight, you're not getting recovery rest because your, your digestive digestive system is just not aligned. And then very top, you know, you'd be going to the gym always tired, always sore training always tired so you just can't push it and you're always tired and, and you're just wasting your hours and minutes um so yeah when you set up and explain it like that it, it kind of makes sense well you know it's unusual for our podcast to make sense but i hope some of it does make sense yeah, i try all right um, well um I, I know we've said that stress is we should build up but today we're going to flip it on its head and start with exercise and yeah so to totally go opposite what we just spoke about um reason why we're doing this is also because the stress emotions and it, it is a really big topic yep. um and we should probably get a professional uh to talk about it a bit more in depth rather than us making it up um so we're going to start with a um 
just give Stokers a a, a a bit of a I guess a training program that um I decided to run for a lot of my clients and um a lot of my athletes um something I've been doing for a long time and and it's and it's I was pretty stoked when the Michael Jordan documentary came out like I always try to in my programming to kind of not have a different theme but just always change it up whether I change it up with how the workouts are set out uh tools that we use and and just always try to mix it up because a to keep it interesting um I never liked doing the same stuff over and over uh, as an athlete and also there's a lot of studies now that we can discuss later about variability you know if you want to reduce the uh, chance of injury you should have variability in your program um on that quickly like what do most programs look like they're always the same it's always the same moments and then we wonder why and not just water polo you see in other sports like I mean, that's probably something that I'm pretty interested to look at this year. And let's look at, let's try and find some other sports that, that might be doing it better. Um, yeah. like, I reckon we probably haven't been on pool deck um, at Homebush for however long, but I reckon we could probably have a pretty good guess at what the set looks like and what the what the format of the training um, looks like. Maybe not Homebush, but, you know, at most pools in um, in Sydney, I reckon we can probably have a pretty good guess. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a classic ones. You know, you see a lot of deadlifting, a lot of squatting, a lot of bench pressing, and that hasn't changed since we've been playing, which is crazy. Um, and look, uh, we spoke, I think Tim and maybe Nate, we spoke about it. Reason why that's happening is usually because it's easy to measure. You yep. know, so we almost kind of have to get out of that mentality like just because you measure it, you can't measure it, doesn't necessarily mean it's good for you. Um, and, and that was probably the, when you went through this program with me a couple of weeks ago, that was my first question, wasn't it? It's like, well, what mm. can we do to test and measure it? And you're like, yeah. well, let's go through it and you might be missing the point. Yeah. So, um, so, so yeah, so, um, and I'm just sharing this just because that's what I'm going to do this this year and, and, and for people are stuck with ideas. Um, this program is actually inspired by a, a coach, Dan John, who I interviewed in my other podcast, just with a plug. Yeah, hold on, mate. Like, you can um, say you can Plug your own podcast here. I was going to plug it a few times today. Uh, anyway, Dan Jones, a coach, has been in the industry for a long time. His uh, background is a discus thrower. Um, and what I love about Dan is really influenced me a lot of just kind of keeping it simple. And how do you make simple even more simpler? But so it works, you know. Uh, when we talk about variability, like just to jump back, like sometimes we can also get too crazy. You know, I look at those gyms like F45s, like was yep. too much variability. So it's like yep. kind of like too crazy. Yep. So it's like we want some variability so it's it's your body can, you know, adapt to different conditions. But you don't want it too much that your body doesn't, you know. But it's, and that's the same thing with water polo. Like totally. The key with water polo because there's some water polo skills that you need to master and learn and it takes time and it takes repetition to get those skills mastered. So there's some things that you do have to do, for, especially for water polo, to develop those skills, and then you pull your variability into it as well. Um, are we going to get cancelled because I just I, I threw a bit of shade on F45? Oh, I reckon you'll be all right. Um, should we edit it? Like, call it rhymes with F. Look, I don't think Mark Wahlberg's listening. Well, he talk about someone that's inconsistent. I, I used to love him, but I'm off him. Training at 3.30 in the morning. What are you doing? Why yeah, would you train? Like, get your sleep. Get your REM sleep. Mm. Come on, mate. <laughs> Although, I do like it to use vibration plate and TRX. <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, what is rhymes with F45? F45. Anyhow. Uh, back to the program. Um, so, yeah, this is super simple. Uh, listeners, 
stokers just so easy right so it's a 40-day program uh idea is you're going to start and you're kind of like coming back from holidays that's why it's so yeah. super super simple um it's it's meant to be almost too easy like you should be finishing each session going like oh did it even work out so some of the rules on that um never miss the rep so don't try to be a, a hero and never miss a rep for those that train in the gym with me and for those that have missed reps you know how i feel about it I just think it's just waste, waste of your training. Because once you miss the rep, and when I miss, what I mean by missing a rep, you went too heavy. And instead of doing five reps, you did three because you went too heavy. It's not so much about missing those two reps. It's you stuffed up your next set because you fatigue your body and just almost wasted a session. Uh, I know it's pretty extreme, but don't miss the rep. It's always better to be undercooked than overcooked. Undercooked, easy to fix. We can add more weight next set. Yeah. Overcooked, it could cost you days, quality of sessions as we spoke about earlier in the, in the pyramid so 40-day program um how you're gonna start it you're gonna pick uh and this is also what 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 I, for some clients i sort of had a meeting with them and discussed this for other people i picked the moments depending on their training history what they're good at what they're not good at but for you guys um you can have a choice so you basically want to pick a really simple one uh, press or push movement one pull movement one hinge movement one squat and we're going to finish it with a loaded carry uh, so push movements could be things like double kettlebell overhead presses single kettlebell overhead press uh, floor press um, what if i don't have any of those things hanging around the house um then we should go to someone else's house uh, well, 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 now well, let's let's talk about it on the end of the program. Let's let's okay. just assume that you have access to the weights uh-huh. and at least have access to a kettlebell. Okay. Ideally, a few. Um, so yeah, push movement, uh, pull movement. Obviously, you know, chin up, uh, bent over rows. You know, you're not um, TRX low rows pulling. Just basically pulling. Hinge is essentially your deadlift or kettlebell swing or uh, straight leg. Um, uh, Romanian deadlifts, single leg that RDLs uh, deadlifts, so and hinging, you're just hinging the hips. Squat, um, actually this is quite interesting. The difference between a squint, squinge, hinge and a squat. Uh, hinge, it's maximum hip flexion, minimum knee um, bend. Squat is maximum knee bend, maxim, maximum um, hip flex. So that's the difference when you go hinge and a squat. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, with, I'm still here. I'm still with here. Us. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then loaded carries, you're gonna, you know, your farmer carries, suitcase carries, waiter carries, um, a rack carries, whole sorts of different variation of, you know, just picking at a weight and walking up and down with it. Um, so that's that's you, you pick your moments now. How the reps and sets work? Um, so this is just an example. You, you, you're doing five days a week so ideally you want to have two rest days um again example and what i try to do on mondays you do two sets of five so you do each movement two 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 sets of five reps never miss a rep tuesday two sets of five um you might want to you might add a weight bit of weight if you need to um you might take some weight off depending how you're feeling now wednesday we're going to go five three two so this is when we're going to be more um strength uh so you, you want to lift a bit heavier so obviously Maybe start with your five reps. You start with what you did on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, Three, you got a little bit heavier. And then two, you got even heavier. Uh, Friday, two sets of five. And then Saturday, you got two sets of five. So in this particular template, you're having Thursday and Sunday off. Um, 
Does that make sense? Jimmy? Yep, I'm with you. Oh, I'm still with you. Yep. Cool. So that's five days. So you've done five days out of 40, in, and it's your week one. Week two, so day six, two sets of five again. Yep. Uh, again, they might be, you might get a bit of adaptation straight away, so you might go a bit heavier again. Now, on Tuesday, day seven, you're going to go six singles. So you're going to go heavy here. So okay. idea here is let's say if you're doing a deadlift, you're going to start on a particular weight. And again, big, big important thing, you don't miss a rep. So you don't just go heavy. You know, you should hopefully know what you can do for a singles. It's a bit of a test here as well. But don't get to like your fifth set and do a, a poor techie, blow your back out or miss the reps. Really important, don't miss the reps. Day eight, uh, Friday, you're going to unload. You're only going to do one set of 10. So now you're going to go super light and just go everything 10 reps. Only one set. Easy peasy. You go home nice and re- nice and uh, rested. Then on you have a rest day after that. So you got two days of rest essentially. You've got active recovery and, and full day rest. Then on day nine, you rock up uh, doing two sets of five. And then day 10, five, three, two. Yep. So that's yep. 10 days and you do that for 40 days. So um, I don't know if listeners, you might have to um, sit down and write this out, listen to it again, and write it out. Um, and then we'll put it up in the put it up in the show notes on we the can, website. We can put it on the gram. And then, um, or you know, when you start day eleven, which is basically day one, hopefully you're going a little bit heavier again. Yep. Now, these are the things with this program. It is so easy. It is so like you should walk away feeling, oh, that's not so bad. Where people fail, they just don't have patience to finish it. So basically what we spoke about Seth Godin, it's yeah. like people just don't trust the process. They get frustrated. It's too easy. They feel like they need to do more yeah. and they just miss it. I can give you – I've done this before. I've done it myself. If you um, if you do this for 40 days and you follow the reps and you increase the weight slightly and you don't miss reps, you will be stronger, like 100% stronger. Um. So anyway, so that's an example of what I'm doing for these first 40 days of this season or pre-season. After this, we're going to do another block, uh, which is going to be more uh, real pure strength focus. And then the third block is going to be power. Um, so we can talk about that okay, when, we, so when we get to in, it. So this should last someone, so we're doing probably about eight weeks? 40 days? Yeah. Uh, four weeks. Four, yeah, 40 days, month. A few days. Um, one thing I forgot actually it was amazing. Um, loaded carry. Sorry. Once you finish, um, once you finish, um, your two sets of five all movements, you're always gonna finish with, uh, some sort of loaded carry. Yeah. So, okay, so what? What kind of a loaded? So carry? farmer carries is a classic one. I will probably alternate between farmer carries and uh, suitcase carries. Farmer carries is basically you get two um, kettlebells or dumbbells, and you want to carry it. For 50 meters. Probably do it twice ideally. Um, suitcase carries is just carrying a suitcase, so you've got asymmetrical. So that's basically your core and just all full body strength. Um, that's just going to get you strong. Now, when we discussed this, Jimmy, um, when you did actually ask me about testing, what Dan does, and the reason why I sort of brushed it off is because it's just not convenient to test. and you don't need to test water to prove it's wet. This has been proven. It's not my thing. It's been done, you know, for by other coaches. I just took it on and made a bit of, few tweaks to it for water polo. We can discuss that later, but um, it will work. But for those that will do want to do a test, what Dan does is a uh, long jump or power. 
Uh, and then standing look, long jump, standing long jump, uh, because you can't. It's going to just basically tell you if you uh, got more powerful from all. Later sandpit. Um, yeah, ideally consistency would be great. So sandpit uh, would be nice. Um, and then um, l- uh, loaded carries uh, for distance of your body weight. So if you weigh eighty five kilos, you got to find uh, forty two and a halves in each hand, dumbbells or loaded um, or farmer carry handles and carry it for your body weight for distance. So hopefully you can get you know fifty meters, and that's pretty much pretty accurate. What was that? Oh, is it wind? I think so. But it does sound like someone's drilling above us. Play on. <laughs> Play on. I didn't hear it. Yeah. I just saw you shit yourself. I'm not going to edit this PS. Um, where was it? So, yeah, so like if, if you know you're getting strong, if you can carry your body weight for longer distance. So um, I know this was kind of maybe a bit more rambling. As Jimmy said, we'll, we'll put a someone on a gram and on a, on the website so you can um, – um, see the visual of it, and then you can also ask more questions, and we can discuss it on the next pod. And it is eight weeks, by the way. Is it eight weeks? Eight weeks. Yeah. Right. So you're talking about uh, five days in the first week, five days in the second week. So it's ten days. Yeah. So two weeks times four, eight. All right. Just making sure the math is right. So, okay. So who's who is this program good for? Everyone. Everyone. So it could um, be for me, could be for everyone. athlete getting ready to go back into training or halfway through the season. It's totally and that's yep. why it's 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 basically yep. building a bit of a road work yep. while you're getting stronger and just getting into it. Um one of the dislikes and one thing I don't encourage, and this is probably more for coaches and athletes, mm. you know, you, you might have had two weeks or four weeks off, not doing much, and you just going to gym. You get a bit anxious because season's about to come start, and you try to make up a lost time, and it just leads to injuries. Not only that, it just it just burns you out. This should not take you. This should be like half an hour to forty five minute um, uh, session, including the warm up. Yep. So if um, I'm putting in sort of a, a time in my day, I should be looking sort of forty five to an hour. I will block out forty five um, minutes um, to do this workout. So remember, like the actual meat of it, or two sets of five, or this one, two, three, four, five movements. Shouldn't take you too long. Uh, the warm-up should take you at least 15 minutes. In the warm-ups, what I do for this is I do uh, mobility. Um, was that a mozzie? Did you get it? I think so, yeah. Nice. Um, to, so do you do mobility. I usually do it on straps. So I just do like a, I call them primers when you're trying to work through ankle, hip, thoracic spine. Very similar to what we did uh, last year with Delfina on the gram. So you can just go back and check that out. Uh, and I will just do usually kind of do ten goblet squats, really light. I do Turkish get ups, left and right, pretty light again. And then um, I might do some bands with my athletes, just switch on their glutes, bit of planks, um, and then it's it's on. So yeah, like you, you should this should not take you long at all. The one that might take you a bit longer is six singles because you want to have rest in between those. Yeah. So that that's the one that you know you, you should be having uh, at least you know two minutes rest. So that one there. So day seven should take you probably a little bit longer because you should be getting rest to do it properly and you're doing it for five movements. All right, and so what equipment do we need? So a perfect case scenario, um, uh, kettlebells. So having a set of kettlebells, a barbell. Or actually, you know what? I'll say a hex bar for your deads. What's a um, hex bar? Hex bar is um, 
basically a barbell with a uh, it looks like a hexagon yeah uh, and and what it does it's just be nice on your back then um and it look to be fair it's more of a hybrid move it's probably more of a uh mashup of a squat and um and a hinge but um this might sound binego but uh with all the athletes i worked with uh especially when they're starting out uh they're seeing a good deadlift technique is like seeing a, a Bigfoot riding a unicorn. <laughs> so it doesn't happen, especially with our our water athletes. And sorry, that's that's uh, there are some definitely some people that have a really good techniques and are really good. But most of the crew I came across, uh, they're water polo players. Which you know what, Jimmy? Like uh, it sounds negative, but like I want you to be strong for water polo. So that's why we're not going to spend hours and hours of fixing your deadlift technique. We're gonna do. We're going to pick the exercise, which is going to be safe and get pretty much the same results. So hex bar or two kettlebells um, yeah. is usually pretty safe. And where can people go to see what a good technique is? So it's difficult for you to explain exactly good technique on a, a, a podcast. Of, um, can we put up some links as to how to get some, where yeah. to go for good good technique and what to do? Um, so uh, probably on top of my head, um, strong first. Is like a kettlebell slash, um, I don't know what you call them. Uh, they're just, you know, certif- certification and, and they just do, they're, they're probably more aimed for uh, coaches and trainers. However, like, you know, they've got, you know, their YouTube channel, I think, Instagram account. Like, I, I, I you know, I'll check them out and it, uh, a lot and they're really big on coaching and keeping, doing the simple things well. So, strong first, um, uh, exercise. In America, uh, they're pretty good. Good coaching as well. Um, and this is good for both male, female. Marilyn Lazic, um, my bad. Uh, yes, uh, male, female. Look, down the track, we'll talk about female-specific stuff. We sort of touched on that earlier last year. The big thing for females, it's really uh, about the hormones and when to train hard, when to take it easy, Um yeah, I think we touched on it last year with, with a few athletes that, you know, I'm a big believer that girls should not do exactly the same um, as guys due to their periods, essentially, or their 28-day cycle. Uh, there's more and more research showing that. Um, and just, yeah, like, you should be definitely be smarter. You should not be doing, not that I've experienced it, but just from when I read the research and bi- biology, you know, like when girls going through... Um, that time of month, I'm just digging a massive hole here. Um, let you keep going. Uh, no, but it's like, you know that, that, that it's. I'm I'm confident saying this uh, because it's, yeah, it's 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 what, what, what books say. Uh, the heart variability goes down when your heart variability is down. You're more likely to hurt yourself. And again, uh, this needs to be fact checked so we don't get cancelled. Uh, Pre periods, hopefully you're not doing too much hard training. And again, everyone's different. Um, every female art train. They, you know, the periods are different, the lifestyle is different. Uh, but then generally going, coming out of the period, um, the estrogen's high. That's actually your window of opportunity to do a lot of strength training. Um, and then, you know, there's, I mean, we'll, we'll get an expert yeah. for this, for yeah. sure. But again, just, you know, since I'm in a role, you know, we'll get an expert to talk about also the effects of, you know, pills and different um, sort of, but it, but it does go back to knowing your body, knowing your athlete's body and making sure that you're doing the right kind of training at the right time. Yeah. 
Australian women's cricket team have done a lot of work with Apple. So if a uh, female audience, if you want to just Google, uh, there, there's a bit of stuff, how they use Apple Watch and how what, what they've done um, for that. Um, if I was a girl, I would definitely be doing it. I mean, yeah. Cool. Um, all right, where are we going to go from there, Mara? Um, Mate, uh, look, I... I don't want to blabble on. I feel like I've been talking a lot. I lost my voice a few days ago from talking yeah, too much. You definitely got it back. I was hoping it sticks around for a bit of a, you know. Yeah, hoping a bit of gravel in the throat. A bit of a, just a, a bit of a berry white. <laughs> uh, um, well, we did say we'd try and stick to under 45 minutes, and we're pretty close at the moment. Yeah. Um, plug for next week, our next episode. We're pretty excited to start talking about nutrition and, in particular, hydration. Um, hydration very hydration. important so um i think we'll do a little bit of research over the next week on hydration and how important it is for water polo how much liquid is lost over the course of a game or a training session and how to best replace it true true um and then yeah for this season especially hopefully it's gonna be a big year for everyone please send your questions um any questions uh we're pretty broad um we'll try to answer them as best as we can if not um we'll try to get an expert to do it um so instagram dms are great yeah. uh jimmy checks email really well so james yeah. at waterpolo.fit yep um, um or check out the show notes and the blog at waterpolo.fit yeah um i think that should be sweet for now good yep welcome back Welcome back. Ciao, ciao.